Hello and welcome to the DFS underscore PhD show for today, the 30th of September. This is the NFL week four main slate video. I will again be popping in 150 in um, some competitions and 20 in the milli. Uh, so yeah, this is more or less the process. We're reviewing last week first. I saw B. Kreider had this million dollar hit and now I see he used almost all of his salary. He has a 1-1 stack with no secondary stack. So yeah, there's a bring back. Let's see how often bring backs happen in the top 10. Bring back, bring back, bring back, bring back, bring back, bring back. No bring back for Ricky D in eighth. Bring back. So nine out of 10. Now it could be a selection thing. Let's go to the Wildcat where we've got 5,000 people and see if that changes. I think that should be small enough that we can handle it here on the computer slash for Saberson. Actual ROI, think piece, 49,900, two with a run back. Two, oh, right. Two with a one, run back last week. I know exactly the two, and I know the run back. It was Keenan Allen, right? So, I mean, of course, everybody's going to have a run back on the week where that is optimal, where those specific two pieces are optimal together, Keenan Allen and some combination of Tua and Mostert and um, the other guy, A-Chain, who nobody had in this any of these high-dollar high competitions. But the other things we see here are full efficiency is assumed right off the bat. Salary, top 10, 49,950, 50, 50, 50, 49,950, 49,800, 50, 49,900, 49,900. So not very much salary left on the table here, right, guys? Very little. And as a matter of fact, that is notable enough for me to double check my settings. Uh-huh. I thought I was leaving 500. 500 is too sloppy. Um, everybody's too sharp for that. Top 10, all sharper than that. And uh, at this stage in the season, even in week four or whatever, I'm, it seems like, yeah, that uh, people are sharper. And so you have to get sharper too. And that means assuming that it's either, yeah, I guess the pricing is generally efficient. That's what it is. It's not fully efficient, right? We know there will be a value player too on the slate, but generally efficient is what this condition is. And I'm more okay with it, honestly, than most pricing efficiency things, just because there's like definitely a guy at DraftKings whose whole job this is. Uh, so I have a couple of different weird, anytime I do conflicted settings and rules, I'll just let you know what they are. I think they were mostly running back this week as they normally are. We'll see if we get news. If we get news, obviously pay attention to if there's news. I'm making this Saturday, like 5 p.m. Eastern. So there's still a fair amount of news to come. Um, you can play whoever you want to, obviously. This is who the fields play and who I'm playing. I don't know if some of this ownership is right. I, I assume after last week, I, I saw somebody, uh, I think it was Ryan, Ryan Pack posting about this, that um, is like, do people just not tail anymore? Like, uh, is is recency bias dead? Because nobody's tailing most hurt and nobody's tailing, um, who's the other guy, uh, Devon A-Chain, even though, I mean, pretty explosive offense. The reason nobody's tailing them is that we all know about DVOA. So if you follow the MLB videos, you know we're often paying attention to strikeouts per batter and stuff because it tells you about upside. And DVOA is a similar statistic that tells you who is the dead last worst defensive team in the league, who is the best defensive team in the league. So this week, Denver is playing Chicago. That is two of the four worst teams in the league playing each other. So that's where a lot of the sharp money is probably going to go, I would guess rather than Miami, who is playing, bum, 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 scroll to the bottom, the absolute highest ranked DVOA uh, 
defense in Buffalo. And Miami is second. So that is not going to be a great game from DVOA standpoint. Um, now, also, you can see the records of these teams. To an extent, this is just a did you do good recently metric at this point in the season. But generally speaking, eventually it becomes a particularly useful rating of defenses. Um, and so we want to go against those defenses with our stacks. Nonetheless, and I think one of them was the Las Vegas, right? Yeah, Raiders are third to last. So that's why it's important we get the Chargers right this week. So we're down to 8.6% Joshua Kelly, who is seeing all of, I mean, right? Yeah, he's seeing all of the snaps for this team. Oh, I said it. I got to look it up now. LA Chargers snap count. I don't want to be wrong. You guys know I'm wrong. And then you look it up and you're like, oh, this guy I don't know what he's talking about. But I mean, I'm pretty sure last week, at least, I mean, no Eckler again. He says doubtful. If he's in, obviously, this is not the analysis. You go with the analysis for him being in. But when it was just him, I mean, 73%, what we got? Some other guy for a few snaps? Spiller. Eh. But anyway, the, the main point is the guy who got all the snaps, essentially 73% of them, was Kelly. And the guy who, like, okay, a normal running back who goes nuts is getting 30 points per 100 snaps. Uh, sorry, PPR. I mean, sorry, it's, it's about 30 points per, uh, I guess it's a little higher, probably 40 points per 100 snaps with full PPR. So because of rece- receptions and stuff. And then, so if we're talking probably getting 48 snaps a game at 40 um, per hundred, that's about 20 points from Kelly, a little bit less. So you can make a pretty conservative argument to have Kelly at 16, right? And I mean, the Saberson has him at 13.3, but I just think that's there. I mean, it's not even recency bias, right? It's just accurately taking into account the recent past of Joshua Kelly, where he's done bad and it would make sense for them to go and try out other options. But for me, I'm going to be two and a half times or more the field on Kelly this week, just because he's done bad. And like the, you know, Las Vegas is bad. So actually, now that I've said all this, I've gone through the reasons why. And let me, the DVOA is really bad for them. So I'm going to just emphasize that with a little bit higher here and allowing myself to go up to 3x. Now that I have convinced myself, let me just make it so that I'm completely in pain at 24% Josh Kelly tomorrow. But I, I think it's the right move, um, given what, you know, given the situation. I think he's just got the most opportunities. He's done so, 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 so bad. It's not possible for him to continue doing this bad. Um, like if you go to his like more than one week snap count even, yeah, no, no need to do that because a lot of the other weeks Eckler was in. So that's not even comparable. Uh, yes. So besides that, my other weird thing I did, so I boosted Kelly. The other people I've boosted are uh, Hen- I think both Henry, somebody out of Henry and Ty J Spears actually, where is Cincinnati? They're right down here still. No. Cincinnati's bad-ish on this list, I assume, because they've done bad recently. 23. So, you know, Cincinnati, you can kind of target a little bit. um, And thus, I have targeted them um, with Derrick Henry or Ty J. Spears. So my my, uh, group rules this week so far are uh, limiting Tennessee running backs and Miami running backs. Even though that just didn't work last week, I don't think in general A-Chain and Mostert both pop off. But I do think one or the other maybe has that upside this week. So that's what I'm leaving it. And I don't think I'm going to do that much of it anyway, right? They're not one of my top choices at running back. A-chain at 20%. Okay, so we're getting to a fair amount. That's that's a bit much if he's going to be really. So this is why we're talking about recency bias. A-chain at 0.6. I don't even buy it. I don't even buy it. I'm going to up that to two. 
just because like last week he broke the whole slate. So for me, he's going to be at 2%. I'll be at 10 as a max for a chain, just because like, yes, obviously out, last week was an outlier. How, however, obviously like he has incredible talent and is very explosive. Like if we, if you watched even highlights from that game, you saw that. So um, a chain is a great play. I think, and Mostert, also a great play. So I've got both AJ and Mostert in the pool. Apparently not that much Mostert. Must be a price difference thing. I don't know what the deal is there. That just seems weird and random, and it's fine. I don't really care which one you get to. I don't really want to be way... Oh, right. The reason we would have been more on AJ is he's completely unowned, so he's entirely leveraged, whereas Mostert's at 2%. That makes sense. It's fine. Uh, coin flip with, again, Henry and Spears. One of them probably gets there. I just don't know which one it is, and whoever gets there, probably a pretty solid smash, so... 12%. Yeah, that's fine between them. Uh, it's not like a huge stand. The one place I, I think, yeah, I, I'm with this draft of things on fading McCaffrey this week. Um, let's have a look, though. Arizona is probably bad. So if I went to continue my, no, huh? Whoa, Cardinals are 10th. Okay, so Cardinals are actually presenting a decent defense. Also, because this is a pace of play confounded metric, right? I mean, part of being a good defense is playing the game slow, and part of playing the game slow is wanting the game to end. And so Arizona definitely, no matter what, wants this game to end as soon as it starts. <laughs> so um, for these reasons, and that he is going to be major, major chalk, and I mean, he's great. There's a good chance in the cash games, in cash games plan, I should say, I'm only playing GBPs. I'm only trying to win a million dollars or whatever tomorrow. So $100,000 and the $3 is probably the best for your buck tournament. Make sure you're doing that no matter what. Yeah obviously take into account your bankroll, but that's the very first one you want to start maxing when you're 20 maxing of all, all tournaments and all sports, the $3 with a hundred K up top is insane. Uh, anyway, so that's like, for me, that would be like, I would run commercials about that. People, I didn't even know about that for like years. Um, okay. But don't think I have any more running back plays. I don't think I did very much else custom projection or most of the, yeah. Right. So the other thing, the other take on the game is exclusively quarterback position. So I'm making sure I have at least 15% exposures that to that Denver um, Chicago game. I want to have a bunch. I think that's, that's where like, obviously if you look at the advanced stat that is most, most uh, tied to who's going to score the most points, then these are the guys who are going to score the most points, the people who are playing against them and they're playing against each other. So, okay. Obviously they're both very bad. This could go very bad. I'm only getting on this for 15 to 20% of my lineups, but I was only on Haywood Heisman for 13% of those lineups or something. And that's enough. As long as you get, you know, have 150 lineups, 13% is a freaking load. And so, you know, that's like 20 lineups with Haywood Heisman to smash. So just play a bunch of these weird angles. Don't get overcommitted to one. Uh, running backs. What am I? Is that weird? Oh yeah. Sorry. I wanted to, to talk about game stacks a little bit as I looked at the quarterback screen. And then we'll get to running backs in a sec, because I do have a couple weird takes. Um, I'm not going to get that much Miles Sanders. You probably just saw that. That's just an interim build thing. Limit. Uh, all running backs, like 20 25%. I don't want to be overexposed, because it's just so random with whatever stuff happened. I'm glad I had most of it in the Millie Maker last week. I am finally on the uh, whatever week-over-week week rung of the leaderboard now, thanks to... I had uh, most of it with... Um, Keenan Allen in the lineup. So made a pretty co good run last week. I guess this would be a good time to show that. Huh? Yeah. I forgot that we are on the main slate video, so I should show my main slate thing from last week. Just scroll down here. It's not that far. I don't post that much. Uh, yeah, here it is. 
So this was my highest lineup, almost 679th in the Millie Maker, Thielen, Tank Dell, Keenan Allen, Jefferson, Mostert, uh, Kirk Cousins. I was making a run at it, except for A.J. Dillon and Durham Smythe. Can you imagine this lineup? I just This is my highest scoring lineup ever in the Millie Maker, probably in football, at least by 20 or 30, and in the Millie Maker by 60 or something. And this is not how I thought it would look. It's so concentrated on making sure you find the random guys who pop off. So I just wanted to point out, spread it around, man. You never know which one of these guys are going to pop off. If you, there's zero people who were out there on A-Chain last week. Some of you may have been on Mostert. Zero of you were on A-Chain. So hey, that's fun, man. I love, I love it because the game theory part of this is like, you know, I'm going to choose 17% Denver and Chicago stacks. And then the real game is, what is happening in this game? Because, like, I don't know, that game's going to end 0-0 or 80-80. to There's no in-between with that game, right? Like, it's going to be either Sharks Delight or Sharks Ultimate Pain. There's no possibility with this game setting up the way it does. I don't really have strong takes. The the Chargers, you know, I'm all over both sides. If I'm going to play Kelly, I'm definitely going to play Justin Herbert, who's a much better player than Joshua Kelly or whatever. So I'm just all over playing against bad defenses. Also, I'm pretty sure the Chargers are not a good defense themselves. Yeah, 16th, and just a famous reputation. They don't have a good coach. They have a coach who's just like really bad and give away, gives away games. So even if they're up, that's a perfect situation. So I'm going to have some Garoppolo. I love his pass, pass catchers are amazing on, on Las Vegas. He's He is blessed. Um, so, But I'm just matching the field. I don't have a, a specific preference there. It's just I want to match because he's got great pass catchers. There's a decent chance he makes a comeback on Chargers and that game stack. So if that game stack, 34%, fine. Um, then next Stafford, I think that goes well running back some Indiana pieces. I like that three X that's fine. Uh, Russell Wilson and fields. I've already talked about that play Purdy. Um, just been looking good, looking good, throwing the ball. Well, has great pass catchers. I saw Debo's expected, um, at least questionable going to warm up and maybe be in. So that was good. Um, keep an eye out for that tomorrow morning, obviously late breaking news. Two is like nobody's on him this week, and and it's hard to because of the defenses and the game script, not because of weather this week at least. So you can go there if you feel like playing the stack that won last week. Run it back, okay? Go for it, but that's what you're doing, right? You're you're over extrapolating from last week, and this is a different week, and it's a very different circumstance. So that's why the stands I'm making are the stands I'm making because they're the stands that seem the most likely that you, if you're just making them based on last week, you're going to do the wrong thing. Just like, so that's where I'm going to reference game one and game two again. Game one's fine. Haywood Highsmith, I got lucky a little bit because of the rotations. I looked at it a little bit. TK was on it a little bit. Fine. Game two was not lucky. Game two was making a contrarian call and standing by it. The contrarian call was Max Cruz. It had a bad couple of games going on, whatever. It doesn't matter what specifics of it. The shooting guard had a bad game for a long time, but was still the starting shooting guard. Had not had any talk at all from Spolster or the coach about going away from him. And so in that circumstance, that's the ideal circumstance to play a guy because, yeah, he's going to still get the opportunities and he can make his shots. And he, it turns out he did make all the shots and he still got benched, still didn't play at all down the stretch. But he had made enough shots in the first quarter that I was able to win the freaking whatever uh, tournament of champions ticket and for an additional, I don't know, $10,000, some amount of money that's so high that who even cares? Like that makes it so I don't care about the money anymore in this. Like it's so fun. But anyway. Like, that's not even the, the game one. That's game two I'm talking about. I'm still playing on the game two money, having gotten to the game. Anyway, so just to emphasize how ridiculous these games have been. Um, game one money still hanging out in the old uh, 
the old kids funds slash pain was a strike fund, but now there's no more strikes. So now we're just feeling rich again. I'm feeling, feeling my oats a little bit here. I have done up, I did some snap reporting earlier this week when I was, when I was prepping this, but I don't think I came up with very much running. I mean, some running back splits. I upped, I think I just, yeah, I just did the thing from Joshua Kelly um, where you can kind of extrapolate from a median standpoint for a running back. How, how should he do against a bad defense? Well, Sanders at 30%. I assume Minnesota's up here on the bad teams chart. Is that why we're getting to them? Yeah, Minnesota's 20th. And I mean, Carolina's also bad. 26th, yeah. You can get some Minnesota-Carolina stacks, not, not opposed to that. And I mean, they got attractive pieces in the backfield. I didn't put Madison in my player. I should I should sort it like this and show you the guys I specifically not put in. Since last week, one of them was a super smash. Um, I forget which one it was, but I was just like, ah, but... I have my reasons and my reasons, again, I'm not putting Madison in there and I'm not putting Joe Mixon in there. They've specifically said that Akers is active. I think Akers will take some workload. It's unknown. I don't like this unknown. It's a big enough slate. We're at 14%. I think that overestimates his likelihood to win. It's like seven and maybe five because I don't know the other guy's role. And at 5%, every one of these other guys is well over 5% chance to win in my estimation. So chance to be optimal. McCaffrey if he smashes, Pollard if he smashes, but we don't need them. We're probably mostly, and it does seem that way, going to be cheap. Yeah, let's see. Who who are we exposed to? So Madison and Mixon are the only ones where I'm making a stone cold call and cutting them out. Everybody else, I'm just like waiting the the salary, the price adjusted value, right? Sanders and Kamara. Also, Kamara, I don't really buy that he's going to be 4%. Y'all y'all remember him, right? I mean, everybody remembers Alvin Kamara. I guess it's that his price is very high still because last year it's not. His price is back to extremely. What's going on? I don't think he'll be 4% owned tomorrow. So am I going to have to change this? Is Sabres going to have to change this? I think he'll be like 8%. I guess in that offense, is that the concern? That he'll play from behind? I don't know. I one way or another, I, I'm not going to set too much of a limit on Kamara, but I don't know. Yeah, now that I'm seeing, if he really is 4%, I want to be at a 20% cap. I just don't really buy it, so I'm going to say 24 because I don't. I think he's going to be more like 6 or 8% owned than I'm fine with being 4, 3 to 4x the field on Kamara, assuming he does come back tomorrow, no limitations, as planned. And speaking of, didn't we get news? Yeah, we got news this week that Jamison Williams is back this week active because they changed the rules on gambling so that basically he didn't have to be punished as much. And I'm sure some other people were looking on like, Hey, couldn't you have done this for us? But Jameson, is he not in my player pool? Not on the slate. Players? My players? Huh? Well, I'll look into that. Maybe Detroit is not on the slate. Yeah. I don't remember seeing, Oh, right. Thursday night came. Just remember prepping that. Part that video on Tuesday. This guy's been like almost an entire week now. So, that's my way of explaining why I messed that very easy thing up. But yeah, we're jamming Keenan Allen. We're jamming Quentin and Johnson stacks because Mike um, Mike uh, Williams is out. We will not be 40. Mm, yeah. Yeah. I'm fine with all that. Quentin's good. He's legit good. Um, and, and Las Vegas is legit bad. So, you know, 37% is aggressive, especially with him 5% owned. I think I will do 25%. 5X is aggressive enough for me, especially like... It's hard for me to really, I don't want 50 max all the time. So to understand the exact value of, wow, that's a big touchdown. For the guy I need, I think, Jonathan Brooks. Right. College football day. So getting excited about that. Obviously. Uh, I think I was like 80% that guy. So that's fun. Okay. Um, 
Josh Downs. Yeah. I, I, I did see, yeah, that was something else that had been added. Um, what's his name? Anthony Richardson was expected to play after I had done this draft earlier. So for my final draft tomorrow, I will be adding in Richardson stacks. I will be adding in Hertz stacks, uh, obviously. What's going on there? Why was he not included in this initial draft? All right. Well, that's a mistake. That's not an I am intentionally dissing Jalen Hurts. My apologies if he even saw that. You know, I want to make sure to apologize right away. Not trying to diss Jalen Hurts. He's definitely in play. So is Richardson. Um, I think it was a questionable. I don't know why these guys are in the pool for my earlier draft. But okay, don't don't not pick those guys uh, because I you know I said not to. I'm definitely going to have them in the pool tomorrow. I'll give you tight end takes. Wide receivers are entirely stack and run back concern based. It's not like a huge, I don't think there's a big value. Let me just say one or two words about receiver value. Adam Thielen, still 4,500. Come on, man. Obviously get to a ton of Adam Thielen at 4,500. Get the, get out of town. I mean, all right. Uh, Okay. I got a minimum the field on that one. That's just nuts again. We just saw he's definitely a wide receiver one. He got like all right, all right. Adam Thielen stats. How many targets did he have last week? He had 11 receptions. How many? Wait, no, that was two weeks, 24th? Yeah, this last week. Wait. Yeah, it's last week. So, what was, how many targets? Targets is a stat, right? Like, okay, so see y'all. 14 targets last week. I'm talking nine and 14. Last two weeks, average targets. It, what does that make it? 23 divided by 2. 12-ish? Our man's getting 12 targets a game, coming up with 10 catches, unless those are for 37 yards, that's low. So I am going to pop this up to 16 with that projection. <laughs> glad I, glad I, this is why I like doing the show. I like clocking in and making sure that all of my, my picks are where I have them. And yeah, Thielen is nuts, man. That's, that's crazy value again. I didn't see him um, being that low. That's a mistake. Um, same thing. I expected that uh, that Chargers guy, who I'm like a million percent, I expected he would be up here too. Right? Quentin Johnson. What? Oh, right. I limited him. Yeah, that's fine. But also, yeah, 8.4 is low for him. That's not appropriate. 12 is more more likely for me. I mean, who's even on the, char- the Chargers patch catchers besides him? Mike Williams, the tight ends. I mean, I don't think that, I mean, Palmer, didn't he drop a... He fumbled or interception. He fumbled last week, I think, or, or is hurt. I don't, I don't, is Palmer even on the slate? Oh, okay. So it is Palmer, who's the other guy. Okay, okay. In that case, here's what we're going to do. We're going to put Palmer and Quint. Okay, so Mike Williams would have been projected for like 18. So we're going to split these guys to both be like some half Mike Williams points. And then we're going to say only one of them gets there. So Palmer and Quentin. And we're gonna we're gonna also add a rule. So 12. Yeah, that's fine. So Palmer at 12, 2. Yeah. Oh, nice. Independently did that with both of them. And then we're gonna set a rule. This is how I set it with conflicting rules, because I don't think you need to stack with both of them. I think you need max one WR2 LAC. And we're gonna group them. Um, and we say at most, the very first thing, no more than one, because otherwise you mess up the rule and everything's messed up. Um, and you choose Quentin, and then you figure out what the other guy's name was. They did just mess up several times. Palmer, that's right. I forgot he existed for half of this analysis. Okay, there we go. So 
But those are the guys. Those are the guys who have upfield ability now that Mike Williams is out and legit, I mean, have replacing Mike Williams' ability. Now, Palmer's tiny, Quentin's big, but Palmer's fast and Quentin's not as fast. So they each have like half of a Mike Williams characteristic. There's a reason why neither one of them is immediately overtaking him, right? They're, this is not a Puka Nakula situation. I mean, Palmer's older as well. Like none of the, neither of these guys is an unknown quantity, but, but, but both of them are top values on the slate and need to be reflected that way. So have to make sure that your, your uh, system has them that way as well. Similarly, we got Tutu and Puka. I'm still fine if you want to, to goose Tutu and, and nerf Puka a little bit. Um, just because of variance, I think Tutu's, Puka will get more targets, but Tutu's routes are going to be more explosive routes upfield. You know what I mean? Like Puka catching amazing catches, amazing catches. I'm not, I cannot, I can't nerf him after like his numbers after seeing that one catch last week. He could get to any number. So I, you know, I'll have some amount of him for sure. I've talked about the wide receivers now forever after saying I wasn't going to talk to about them because I found that one interesting thing. Tight ends, um, who did I leave out? Goddard, yeah, I don't know what's going on. What, what, what was what was going on? What? Oh, I know what it was. Um, earlier in the week, that, that I had run this projection. The Philly-Washington game was projected for no points, and I caught that like right before I went on air, and I was like, well, I wonder if that changed anything. Yeah, if the game was projected for no points, it, it meant that the quarterback was projected for no points, and the tight end was projected for no points, so they weren't in the player pool. So anyway, I got to go back and obviously run and add those guys. It's going to significantly change the player pool. I'm going to add Thielen to the flex. I'm going to add, I'm not, I'm still not putting in Mixon. I just think we've had enough. I think Mixon and Madison are like, anybody who's in like a questionable room right now, where I don't know for sure they're going to get not just goal, goal line work, but like all the work other, I want them to be 70% plus backs for sure um, with goal line work for me to really be jamming them at, at least in the flex spot. Uh, okay, and then DSTs, the three, this weird DST situation going on this week. I don't know what y'all are doing. I don't get it. I don't know if it's true. Browns, Eagles, and Ravens all are chalky. Um, so I'm not going to play them. All right. That is the full and always. Well, actually, what's going on? Why are the Eagles projected for so many points on defense? I don't really, I don't really think that's going to work out. So, yeah, definitely okay with that fade as well. So, yeah, um, fading the top three defenses because defensive scoring is very erratic. And to project a defense to score 11.4 points is stupid. Just stupid. I mean, it's dumb. No way should they be projected for more than 10. So project them down to 10. I mean, unless, like, we just looked at the weather, right, like a second ago, NFL weather report. There's not, like, a deluge going on in Philadelphia. The game in London is in, oh, game in London. Does that mean there's a showdown? I haven't even thought about tomorrow morning. That'd be cool. Fun showdown video, guys. You guys excited for an additional showdown video? How much did that Brooks touchdown matter? Not that much. Everybody had Brooks. Is it positive at all or net negative? It is positive. We're taking down some sadies. Okay. Uh, okay, though. We wanted to make sure about... Right. Showdown tomorrow morning at like 6.30 or something. 6.30 a.m. tomorrow morning, guys. Check that out. So tomorrow morning, 6.30 a.m., we got a cool... All right, 100K to first showdown. I'll go ahead and... I have a few $15 tickets. I'll use those on that game at least. I probably won't get any maxing done at that time in the morning because 
6.30 on the Pacific Coast. Um, I am normally watching the other kind of football around then, so it's not a big deal. I only have one, one $15 millionaire ticket. I've been slacking. Okay. Well, I hope I won another. And in the meantime, I will at least have one little... Uh, yeah, let me, let me uh, before I forget that, I'm not going to put out a video for that because it's the morning. Um, obviously, I'm not going to be up before... 6.30, and I don't think I'll do another one tonight. Maybe I'll say some words about it right now, since I have recognized that this is happening. Yeah, why not? Nobody else is going to cover the Atlanta-Jacksonville showdown special at 6.30 tomorrow morning for $100,000. That's fun. I think they did try to do a million last year and got really pantsed on it, so I can't really blame them. Plus, I'm pretty close to done with talking about the main slate. Yeah, just finished talking about defense. All right, let's do it. Let's talk about this. Um, well, I'm going to talk about all the showdown slates or just the early one. Yeah, maybe I'll do a primetime showdown slates video too, like tomorrow, where I talk about, or later tonight, whatever. I talk about Sunday and Monday together. Yeah, let me know if you like the way I'm I'm kind of building these together with, because we're going to have a few Sunday morning games now. So the Sunday morning showdown and main together, and then the other showdowns later. Let me know if you like that in the comments or if you want a different parsing of the games, because I don't know. I'm just going to set these lineups around the same time. So so we're still projecting Bijan to get all the work and Algier not to get there. I mean, that just last week didn't happen, right? So if I go to Atlanta, Falcons, snap, count, analysis, running backs. That's exactly what I'm looking for. Most recent, so 42-73. So if we talk about the most recent week, uh, three. Whoa, what? That's that right? Huh, well, 30%, and it only added up to 111, where before they've been adding up to 120. Well, okay. Definitely concern, concern for um, Algiers' role based on that. It could be game flow dependent. Not sure, though. Anyway, and the captain, you can go to... Bijan with some confidence now. Um, Lawrence, obviously. Etienne, obviously. Ridley, Ritter, fine. Um, now, who am I looking for? We got any crazy value plays? You know I like a crazy back tight end, backup tight end play, but on this slate, with this ownership, mm, okay, who are we talking to? We're talking John U. Smith, absolutely. Jamal Agnew, yes, yes. We're definitely those plays those are weird plays and either one of those guys could catch a touchdown um jamal agnew i think we have a wide receiver depth chart situation going on for jacksonville is why that value is there probably not quite good enough to play in the captain but it is close it's close with him it's close with man this is close with you if you're playing 150 you can probably get those guys in if you still like pitch you can get him in and if you're really adventurous or, I don't know, you think it's going to be a really bad game, I mean, it's really early. These guys have flown over to London. 1% in the captain? Atlanta? 2% Jacksonville? These are pretty low. Pretty low in the captain. I might have to consider. I might have to consider. All right. What what do we got for the 20 and 15% on flex okay so you can definitely play the defenses are fully in play for the reasons i was just talking about um but beyond that i think i'm going to limit it about one everybody below one looks pretty bad and then i'll look down there if i see anything worse my proj greater than one 
Yeah, so now you can see what the show would be like if there was absolutely no prep. <laughs> Since I didn't know this slate was happening, I just decided to tack it on at the end. Um, yeah, so not sure about Tim Jones' snap count situation, but definitely these these tight ends are great. Jamal Agnew definitely in play. Tank Bigsby to Ernest Johnson, those are dart throws only. And I don't really like them as much as I like backup tight ends. So I'm probably going to uncheck them. Yeah. Um, and go with, like, if I'm going to go to 3,200, I'm going to go to Janu, I'm going to go to Jamal, I'm going to go to, yeah. So that's probably a useful way I should sometimes look at it like this and see, okay, do I want to play any of these guys in this way? No, I don't want to play Tim Jones. If I could play Janu, I don't think, yeah. Well, well, we got snap counts for Jacksonville. Jacksonville, Jaguars, snap counts. If the guy's getting out there... They like to throw, so who knows? Zay Jones, but not Tim Jones. Zay, Zay Jones was out last week, right? So Tim Jones started getting there. And when he's been getting there, he's been out there 20% 20, 20 of the snaps. So one in five snaps, but unsustainably low points per... Him and Agnew both. Unsustainably low points per snap. This is more what you expect 10, 14 for anybody who's like running routes, and they're running routes all the time. So... Agnew and Tim Jones both in there. And let's just look at last week. Um, and also confirm that Zay is out. Zay Jones is out. Here he is. So with Zay out, um, what do we see? We saw Agnew getting 55% of the snaps and Tim Jones getting 33% of the snaps. So that means that for Jamal Agnew, if he gets 40 snaps a game and and let's say gets 14 does a little bit better gets one or two catches uh and this is standard league so let's do it a point per ppr is closer to 10 or something oh wow much higher well that other estimate might be low remember we did for joshua kelly's like 18 so it might need bump him to 20 but anyway so in 40 snaps we would expect to get agnew to at least seven or eight and that's at his old snap so if we bumped him up he would be at like 10 so what do we have Agnew at? Yeah, way less than that. So we're getting Agnew to a bunch, and we're going to get Tim Jones to a bunch, and then we're going to limit them with the rule, just like I just told you for the, the main slate. This is a good method. This is how I won the money. And yeah, uh, so Tim Jones and um, Jamal Agnew. So Tim Jones, he's getting less snaps, though. So his upside for Tim Jones is going to be lower, um, and it's about half. So about half, I think. But because his price is different, Tim Jones is a, the best value on this slate. So that's where we're at. We're at playing Tim Jones. So congratulations, everyone. You watched the video. And as a result, <laughs> you have, we're, we're playing Tim Jones. Yay. Okay. So max one WR three jacks, which is what this is. Cause we've got both. Wait, is this the, yeah. Wait, who's the wide receiver two? It's just Ridley, right? Ridley and Kirk. Okay. Just making sure it is wide receiver three. Because otherwise these need to be much higher. So group uh, at most one, no more than one of who are the guys, Tim Jones and Jamal Agnew. Because those are the guys who are going to be fighting for um, fighting for that role. So I don't think both of them get there. But I do think it's possible that one of them breaks the slate. So again, let me go over here. One of them is now definitely on, uh, who's the other one? Agnew, yes. So Agnew and Tim Jones are both in play for captain for a cheap option. Um, how many? 
Is Scotty Miller really seeing snaps? I, I don't think Scotty Miller's seeing snaps, is he? Uh, Falcons, snap counts. If Scotty Miller's seeing snaps, you can play him. I just don't think he's seeing snaps. He's a, he's a lovely depth option. But he's just not seeing the snaps. Yeah, he's there. He's, he's played in two games. He averages 10 a game, snaps, has not caught a pass yet. So it's hard. Like, even if you give him 10 points per 100 snaps, which is a reasonable wide receiver average, if you give him 10 snaps a game, 10 times, you got one one fantasy point for Scott Miller. So one fantasy point for Scott Miller. That they, they're it's a fine it's a fine projection, but it's still just not worth it for me. Um, if I'm doing anything, I'll put the Luke Farrell in there. I mean, I'm sure if I go to Jacksonville, so we go from the Atlanta one and we go back one. Should put this on Jacksonville. Go back a few. We'll go to Jacksonville sometime. Then we go to tight end because the backup tight end. Uh, I was building up Luke Farrell is what I was trying to do there. Uh, but I'm seeing now that this is a three-way split. So I'm not sure what's going on there. I don't love it. Let's go with uh, season long. Has that been the case all season? It has been the case all season. So where's Brenton Strange? Okay, he's here. But he's projected for less points than Luke Farrell, and that's wrong, right? Like, we just went to the page, and we saw snap count and stuff. And Brenton Strange is on the field. Oh, he's on the field for less snaps. Okay, in any case, you're it's bargain barrel time. 20 snaps a game, 13 points per 100 snaps is a fifth of 13. So, two for Strange. And Farrell at, let's give him the same multiplier, but more snaps per game. So, two and three. Let's give them two and three, which is a little higher than we got them projected. Oh, this is right. This is captain's projection. So Scotty's at one. Um, Brenton Strange was at two. And um, I'm sorry. Brenton Strange was at two. Kaderil Hodge can go back where he was. We haven't done him yet. Um, and who was it? Luke Farrell was at three. But Strange is also in play for, for flex. All these guys are out there. They're running routes. Um, Kadarrell Hodge, please go back. I have not done you yet. I did do you. You are not in the player pool. Scotty Miller Scotty Miller was at least gets that point and could be in the player pool if you want to. But for me, we've got better options here. Strange, Jones, Farrell. You saw those. Like, look at these. Just to point out again, 30% of snaps is a non-trivial amount of snaps. Now, granted, generally in a blocking capacity for the, but for a passing attack. And so when you have blocking tight ends out there for a passing attack, they are eligible to catch passes so this is my this is my plan this is my uh way to attack the slate you don't have to limit it but i think it probably makes sense because in the case where one of them becomes optimal probably not more than one of them the like probably one of them caught a touchdown right and i don't think we're going to get multiple backup tight ends for the jaguars catching touchdowns so i'm gonna say max one jacksonville tight end is it just a do I include the backup? Because I think Angro could get there with catches. Yeah. So max one backup, Jacks, tight end. And then I group these two guys and say at most one, no more than one of Brenton Strange. <laughs> okay. And that's a good one. So max one. 
And then, uh, okay, so other build settings for the slate. Um, looks pretty loose, so I'm gonna say don't don't have any top within a thousand. Let's have the geometric mean filter on so that we do. No, we don't need the geometric mean filter probably for the slate. Nobody's gonna play it. That's fine. Also, it's only hundred thousand up top, so even more reason really to have it. Um, let's just use the one it's been for the last little bit. Uh, eh, whatever. I'm just going to use people in general are not leaving enough salary on the table, so I'm just going to try to get get there with that instead of getting there with my usual geometric mean limiting on top of that. I just don't think I'm going to need it because I'm going to leave so much salary on the table. Just seems really easy to on the slip. Seems like a lot of options. I don't think a lot of people are going to get there. So yeah, I'll probably jam these guys and get weird elsewhere, but who knows? Let's let's have a look. Um, I have not built, obviously, since I wasn't planning. I didn't know the slate existed until I was doing the video. So um, maybe I'll leave a little leftover salary just because I'm not doing the other thing. I'll leave at least 1,500. I might leave at least 2,000. Seems dicey. But I'm not going to leave more than 4,000. I'm going to try to hit the sweet, sweet spot there. Um, because I feel like it's about in that place. And then, yeah, let's let's sample. I'm paying for 5,000. I know I shouldn't, but let's do it. Especially on air where 5,000 is going to take a lot longer than 1,000 or 2,000. But anyway, I want to have a good player pool for the showdown. And actually, now I think about it, I don't really care where the optimizer gets to. I've told you guys the, the general plays, the ones I'm going with, where you can go to for value, where you can go for leverage. These are your optimal captains. Bijan Robinson, Trevor Lawrence, Travis Etienne, Ridley, and Ritter. Basically, if it's a person who you've heard of in the game, they are your better op best options. You've got Kirk, Engram, and Drake London, who are possible options for you. I just haven't seen very much from any of those guys this year, which is why I have skipped over. I think that their ownerships here at whatever, 9%, 7%, and 5% probably pretty accurately reflect. I don't think there's any meat on the bone for me. So y'all can all have those lineups if they go off. Great, fine, okay. It's probably good for my best ball teams because I thought you were all going to be better. Um, but yeah, so, the, and apparently I got to take Algier out of the, the player pool based on the way he's um, just hasn't been getting that many uh, snaps. Now, I didn't like the trend in the snaps there. I, uh, we were just looking at with Algier. So he's down to 30%. And that was the plan preseason to, to ease in Bichon. So I think that's definitely the plan for me. It's going to be playing a lot of those guys to mix in. For getting different, I'm going to be playing a lot of Jamal Agnew, probably even Summit Captain. I'm playing a lot of Tim Jones, a little Luke Farrell. Um, but yeah, and Brenton Strange. Those will be my ways to get different. Backup tight ends always. No, no reason to do anything else on a slate like this. Backup tight ends always. The reason is, they're out there 33% of the time. It's not random 33% of the time. It's preferentially goal line situations. I cannot tell you how often in the Sims, Madden Sims now, I'm not talking about contest Sims or whatever. They're just going to be out there because two and three tight end sets are everything in the goal line package. Everything your, your, your coach is looking, blah, 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 looking at the sheet, right? What's on the sheet? Is he calling shotguns with like five, five people on the line or something? No. He's calling goal line plays. Goal line plays. Who do you think so at the goal line? Who, how do you think they get those extra big bodies? All of the tight ends come out, right? They're not all their like backup linemen come out. No, they're not playing like maybe that's part of it. I don't know. That is it. So it's 11 people. You got one running back. So you're down to nine people on the line. So six linemen and three tight ends is what I would expect a normal package to be. Oh, right. No, sometimes they go heavy, which would be probably six, two, and then a lineman checks in eligible as the third guy. Yeah. <laughs> oh, boy. 
Yeah. So I don't, I don't play football. So this is me inventing um, goal line offense. But yes, let's see where um where does the saver score put us? Well, we'll let it be thirty five hundred for now because I still have to go back and fix some things before tomorrow morning. And also thirty five hundred is well more than enough. It's more than two thousand. We're on our way to five thousand. All right, single game. Yes, single game is the saver score to use. Jamal Agnew, no surprise there. I was just telling you, I'm pretty sure that's what we're, what we're getting to, and I'm hundred percent fine if this is the lineup I play tomorrow. Looks good to me. Um, yeah, okay, so I shouldn't give you guys exact lineups, but and I don't really like having defense in there. I might take defense out entirely, but that's a good way to get different, and it's definitely going to be close to unique because it's leaving 2,000 on the table, but you should leave 2,000 on the table, I think, tomorrow. That seems like a great way to play the slate. It seems like you got a lot of good options here um, for the morning slate, and yeah, also for the main slate, so... Have a good day tomorrow. I think that concludes a incredibly long video. Probably shouldn't do one so I don't prep before, but hopefully you learned something from seeing me go through the entire process for a showdown slate um, and getting to some level of exposures now where I'm like, okay, I got what? Probably 100% Trevor Lawrence, 85% Trevor Lawrence, almost always flex. It's fine. Etienne, Bijan, Agnew, Ridley, Pitts. Even with the other weird options I gave the project or project optimizer, it uh, did not get to them. So you don't have to. Uh, you don't need to jam stuff in. I assume we get to a ridiculous amount of not even getting to the tight ends. Don't even need them. All right, guys, just play the just play the defenses, play the kickers. That should be good enough for you. Leave money on the table. A lot of cheap options here. A lot, a lot of weird wide receiver situations. So, uh, yeah, remember, you're good enough, you're strong enough, and gosh darn it, somebody's got to win that money. And tomorrow, it's millions and millions of dollars.